y'all, please get ready. Both of your seatbelts and come along for this ride because this one, this one here, you ain't gonna miss, okay? So let's get into it. Um, first of all, Welcome back to the Grateful Together podcast. I am super dope to be back. We're not really back, but I've been wanting to record this episode for some time, but I honestly had been just too busy and it slipped my mind. And I feel like, you know, now is the time to put this out because God put it on my heart today. Um, And I was even reminded that, you know, I hadn't posted. So I was like, oh, I got this one message. And it's not long, you guys, to be honest with you. It's a quick message. But I, it's really like a reminder, if I'm being completely honest. Um, first of all, I hope you guys are tuned in on YouTube to the channel. Subscribe. There are videos on there. There will be more videos to come. So don't fret. If you have already watched the ones on there, share them with someone you know who may need them. Rewatch them as much as you need to. Because sometimes you may listen to something again and hear something that you missed in the first time but anyway so today I just want to give you a reminder that you carry weight your name carries weight and the reason that I know your name carries weight is because your name is attached to God like your name is attached to Jesus excuse me Jesus Christ you carry weight and I was journaling today because right now I'm doing a fast I'm fasting again um and I just been journaling and spending time with the Lord. And one of the things that I wrote in my journal today was that I've been learning so much about myself, you know, learning about how bright my line, my light shines. And it's so crazy because it's funny how other people can see the light that we carry. Or, you know, I can see the light that someone else carries before they see it. Or you may feel like, oh, you know. I have a light, but it's not as bright as I think it is. And other people will see that. And that's why sometimes you have to be careful with the word that people speak over your life. Or, you know, how people try to sway you into doing what they feel is right for you. Because they'll see potential in you that you don't even see in yourself. And they'll want to use that potential to their best advantage. And so I was just praying about that. Um, because I have a situation um, that's going on at my job. And I feel like that's happening. And I was like, it's crazy because... A person can act like, you know, oh, I cherish you so much or I value you so much when in all reality, it's not value and it's not being cherished. They're trying to manipulate you. They're trying to use you um, for your talent, your potential, and they want to elevate you. So the protocol and I'm doing my quotation air marks, um, they want to try to elevate you because they want to attach themselves to your name. And it's because your name holds weight. And the only reason your name holds weight, let me be clear, is because you're attached to the Holy Spirit. You're attached to Jesus Christ. You're, ta- you're attached to God. And because you are attached to the kingdom, you carry weight because God carries weight. His way is definitely bigger than ours, okay? Let's start there. But because you are attached to him and his kingdom, you carry weight. And people see that. Like, people will notice you when you walk in a room that you, it's something about you. Like, everyone respects you. And it's so crazy because you can be in a room full of people that has been doing something before, like, for a long time. And you may not even, this person may... These people may have 20 years, 10 years, 30 years, 15 years, 7 years, to your 2 years, to your 1 year, to your 6 months. And you carry more weight than they do. Ain't that 
that crazy? Like, you just got here and you already carry more weight. People know you. People recognize you. And there's a difference between known and people having, like, mutual respect for you. Like, you can be well-known and someone still not, you know, just have respect for you or be able to, like, vouch on your behalf. And first of all, I just want to talk about, uh, I was reading the book of Esther. And this is where this was just validated for me. Because I was like, Lord, I've been, I don't know, I've been hearing this, like, this message all week. Like, God has really been showing me what I carry. He's been showing me what he's equipped me with. Because sometimes we downplay ourselves, right? Like, something so small that we may be able to do, we downplay and say, oh, that's just something. That's just nothing. No, it's something. Like, it's everything. It means everything. Because nobody does what you do the way you do it. And yes, there may be someone out there that may do it better, but it takes practice. They were once in your shoes. But my thing is, at the end of the day, yes, they were once in your shoes, but you are the only one who can fill your shoes. So if you're doing something and somebody like consistently congratulates you on it or you excel in that thing, don't take that thing lightly. God gave you that. Like, that's a gift. You know, that is a a real life gift. And we can't be downplaying what God has gifted us with and we have to submit that thing to God first of all and say you know what Lord how can I use this for the kingdom how can I use this for your benefit not me I don't want them to see me and sometimes God or not sometimes but all the time God gets the glory but your face is attached to that glory and because you are pushing the agenda of the kingdom you are pushing um, God's glory into a place of darkness or just being a light amongst light you know because it don't always have to be so dark but you because you're shining the light of the kingdom people see that in you so when you walk into a room it may be bright but you make it brighter like and that holds weight and the reason that I was just like you know I had been thinking about this for some time and I didn't record it but today I was sitting here I was journaling and someone was just like read your read your bible like read the book of Esther and so I was just like okay and then it was reminding me about the podcast and I was like oh dang you know this is perfect I have a little quiet time I'm going to go ahead and put this message out to remind somebody that they hold weight you hold weight and the reason and I gave the backstory about how other people may see the the weight that your, your name holds and the light that you shine and to give you a glimpse of what I'm speaking of um in the book of Esther it begins really in chapter two chapter one talks about how he basically started this whole thing with his wife he declared his wife to come before him so that you know the king and the palace could or the official the men could come and acknowledge his wife's beauty and the queen refused and he felt disrespected he felt angered and he was like oh this ain't happening basically um read your bibles okay but he the king x ex, xeris listen don't get me to say it. it's x-e-r-x-e-s i think xeris something okay anyways <laughs> but he felt disrespected and so he made a decree um against like all wives standing against their husband and that the husband should be the ruler of the house so anyways moving forward to chapter two um that's when esther is mentioned and she's the cousin of mordecai he adopted her she lost her parents and mordecai basically you know puts her in to be sought out to be the queen and it's so crazy because mordecai he he you know coached her on what to say like don't tell them about your nationality don't tell them about your family history just go and do as i say so at, he's seen potential in esther 
that she didn't even know she carried, you know, like he saw that potential in her, which in this case is a very good thing. And it also in the end highlights like Mordecai ends up being raised up because of the role that he played because he um, ended up telling on some of the officials who was trying to assassinate the king and one night miraculously or coincidentally you guys know as i say all the time i do not believe in coincidences so i know this is nobody but the good lord who made this miraculously happen and the king wanted to read one of his um stories from his books um about his reigns and stuff like that because he couldn't sleep and miraculously this one has to most likely be about Mordecai and how he saved the king's life and so the king basically said you know well what did we do for this person who saved my life you know from me being assassinated and the official replied like oh nothing like nothing happened like he saved your life and nothing happened you know so um in the midst of Haman having a plot to kill all the Jews because he was mortified by Mordecai and that's why I use this story because it's not even just about Esther. It's about Esther and Mordecai and they're connected because they carry light, you know, like Mordecai didn't want to bow down to Haman and Haman didn't like that because Haman felt like, you know, he's a threat. He's intimidated. Like he's a Jew. Like, uh, so now not only was he, he, not only did he feel infuriated by uh, Mordecai, Haman took what was associated with Haman, uh, Mordecai and said, you know what, because of this person, I'm going to assassinate anything that aligns with him. So Mordecai was a Jew. So he said, you know what? I'm going to exile all Jews. But in the midst of that, he didn't think about Queen Esther. Like at this point, she's queen. She's a Jew. And so it be, it becomes to be brung up to the king. And in the end, you know, Haman ends up being exiled and put on a pole or impiled on a pole that he had for Mordecai. And Mordecai ended up reigning higher. But um, I said all that to say, you know, pay attention to the Hamans in your life. Like, pay attention to the people who want you to praise them or want you to bow down to them or consistently pick on you or antagonize you or try to defeat you and try to not only defeat you, but defeat things attached to you or try to, you know, persuade others to stand against you in a moment where, you know, you feel like, okay, this is crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was a point where Haman was just like, you know what? I'm not going to just stop at Mordecai. I'm going to go to the place where I know this is going to humiliate him. And then even he ended up, Mordecai ended up changing into his mourning clothes and going out to the front of the gate and just sitting there, you know, sitting high and mighty, but he was still mourning. And the fact that Mordecai wasn't like bent down begging for his life, it infuriated Haman. Like, he was pissed that he wasn't, like, scared and frantic, but little did he know, in the midst of, you know, he was scared, he was crying, he cried out and sent a message to Esther about what happened, and they ended up fasting together, and as you know, if you read the book of Esther, if not, you need to go read it, but you couldn't be brought before the king um, without him sending for you. And if you went and he didn't reach out the gold scepter, then you could be annihilated, you know, for going in there, so... She fasted and told him to fast and the Jews to fast with her. And she said, if I die, I'll die. You know, that'll be what happened. But if not, I'll, you know, handle the situation. And so he ended up, you know, reaching out to go accept And she ended up, you know, going through this process to basically get this all squashed out. <laughs> 
But it's just amazing, like, how something so small as intimidation or a light being carried. Because Haman didn't like the fact that Mordecai wouldn't bow down to him because Mordecai was just like, no, you know, I'm not doing it. I'm not bowing down. And everybody else did it. And sometimes we can find ourselves in a position where we feel like, okay, because this person has authority or because this person, you know, has people behind them or they may have the potential to let me make me lose my job or make it harder for me for trying to get a, a help with something or just they may come up in the long run blocking my blessings and we ended up we end up compromising who we are as a person to please other people and you have to say you know what regardless of who it is I don't care if it's your boss I don't care if it's your professor your teachers your friends your family don't let the Hamans, I'm going to put that in quotation marks, don't let the Hamans intimidate you. Don't bow down to what it is they want you to do. Don't be the person that shine, dims your light because they're too afraid to let you shine. Like, don't down talk the gifts that God has given you because other people call them little. Oh, you're little this or you're little that. No, it's not little. It's big. It's huge. Because you know why? God gave it to you and it's a gift. And I don't care what that is. I don't care if that's just speaking. I don't care if that's just encouraging your family. I don't care if that's just managing your schedule and balancing life. Doing exceedingly well at school or doing exceedingly well at work. Doing exceedingly well with your family. with your Like whatever that is. Whatever you do well. Whatever you carry light in. Continue to shine bright, man. Like you carry weight. And I, told my, I was telling my best friend this the other day. Like... At the end of the day, um, there's always this mantra like, oh, you know, you attract who you are. And I told him, I said, you know, to a certain extent, I don't, I, I, I'm kind of like in and out, you know. Um, and sometimes I feel like you, you may attract people who just need your help. You can be a light in somebody else's life. Now, if they don't receive you being a light, then it's just a lost call. And then you have to just pray about it and ask God what to do. But I told him, I said, you know, at this point, I realized in my past, I did latch on to a bunch of people that I thought had the same characteristics as me, had the same backgrounds as me. But in the end, I realized that just because we have the same background doesn't mean we have the same end goal. You know, and I realized I had to let some people go in order to get where I was trying to get or get to where I'm trying to get because I'm still trying to get there. But I had to learn that. I wasn't making progress moving forward because I was latched on to people that I thought were in the same category as me. People who I thought wanted more. And in the long run, God had to reveal to me that you want more and you want more for them, but they don't want it. They don't want more for themselves and they sure don't want well or more than what they have for you. Like, people, have you ever heard the saying that people wish you well, but they don't wish you better than them? Like, they want to see you excel, but just don't go further than me. And that's, that's not the mindset to have. Like, you have to look at Esther and Mordecai. They, Mordecai placed Esther in that palace. She was elevated to a queen. And not only was that, but he also, you know, he did his own thing. He saved the king from being assassinated. But in the end, you know, he was praised. They came up together. You know, they were brought up together. And not like raised together, but I'm saying like they were elevated you know, there she went from being an adopted cousin to being a queen 
over a palace, you know what I'm saying? And he went from being just her cousin to an official in the palace to being the most um, powerful um, official in the palace. So there's nothing wrong with attaching people that's got some destiny, you know what I'm saying? And attaching yourself to people who want better for you. But you have to be able to decipher and discern between the people who actually want better for you and the people who claiming they want better for you, but they really don't. Um, and I think, and also you don't have to treat them bad, treat them just as like, you don't even know what's going on, but don't ever forget that this person is out to get you. Like you don't have to, because what happens in the long run, just like for instance, with Haman, he still, and it even says in the Bible and I have to go read it and paste it in the, um, the notes. Cause I can't, I don't know. Let me see if I can pull it back up. Um, you may hear me clicking on my phone. So let me see. But it basically said like in the Bible that, Haman ended up like his plot ended up um biting him in the butt like and he ended up dying his 10 sons ended up dying and they were all impaled on those poles so it's just like the the plan that he had for Mordecai ended up turning around being a plan that happened to him not only him but him and his 10 sons like are you crazy um but yeah and I don't know if I said Mordecai, but not Mordecai, but Haman. Haman um, and his 10 sons, they ended up being killed. And Mordecai ended up getting the victory, you know, being on top. And I'm looking for, I'm probably not going to be able to find it because I'm looking for it. And I meant to highlight it, but I didn't because I was so into this story. Oh, my God. Let me see, let me see, let me see. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. give me a second okay here it goes here we go here we go i found it so esther 9 25 but when esther came before the king he issued a decree causing haman's evil plot to backfire and haman and his sons were in part on a sharpened pole like, this man had a whole plan out for Mordecai. Literally, did he know the same plan that he had boiling up or plotting up was the very way that he was going to die. And sometimes you have to realize that when people are trying to pull you down and bring you down, they end up biting their own self in behind. They end up kicking their own behinds because the very thing that they're trying to do to you is what happens to them. Like, if somebody's trying to make you lose your job... Um, for whatever reason, because they're intimidated by you, because you you're the star player. Watch in the long run. We all know that one person was just like you know, oh they you know they was nasty or they did they when I do it to be nasty and look, they end up losing their job because it backfired and they may have gotten away with it for a few times, but in the long run, when you mess with a child of God, nah, there's no turning back for you, <laughs> you know. So because you are attached to the kingdom, God is not gonna fail you. God is not gonna let them get the best of you. They're not gonna he's not going to let the intimidator intimidate you. So don't you be intimidated. Don't you dim your light because somebody can't take it. Don't do that. And it's so crazy because and this is the last thing I'm gonna say before I end because I got the message out. But um and I just wanna show you how like how this is all brought to me because this happened like last week. And like I said, I meant to record it, but I just didn't have the time. But I feel like today was the perfect day because I ended up reading the book of Esther. And I was like, dang, when I read the story behind Esther and Mordecai, I was like, God, this reminds me of what I was saying last week about the fact that 
my name hold weight. And my name hold weight because of who I'm attached to. I'm attached to the kingdom. I'm attached to God. I'm attached to the Jesus Christ. Like, I'm attached to the kingdom. So, because I'm attached to the kingdom, my name holds weight. But it only holds weight because of who I'm attached to. And when people see me, they don't see me. They see the light that shines through me from the kingdom. The light that I bear. Be salt in a world full of darkness. Like, and I don't know. That's in the Bible too. I think it's in Matthew. I have to look and see. Um, but it talks about just being, just considering you to be good. Like being greater in the seasons where you want to be. Like in the seasons where it's so much darkness, continue to shine your light. Be bright. And let me see. I think I have that in my notes. See, and all this is not playing, you guys. Because see, I'm telling you that I have to... Look here we go right here. Look at my notes. Shine like lights. Matthew five fourteen. Um, let me go there. And again, you guys may hear me clicking. Okay, Matthew. What I said five. Matthew five. Here we go. Teaching about salt and light. Matthew 5.13, you are the salt of the earth, but what good is salt if it has lost its flavor? Can you make it salty again? It will be thrown out and trampled underfoot as worthless. Verse 14, or line 14, you are the light of the world like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a light is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see, so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. Listen. Listen. (laughs) Listen. Like... And that's just basically what I was saying. It's so crazy because I forgot I even had all of that in my notes. Um, And I also want to speak on Philippians 2.1. Have the attitude of Christ. Is there any encouragement from from belonging to Christ? Any comfort from his love? Any fellowship together in the spirit? Are your hearts tender and compassionate? Then make me truly happy by agreeing wholeheartedly with each other. Loving one another and working together with one mind and purpose. Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble. Thinking of others as better than yourself. Don't look out only for your own interests, but take an interest in others too. You must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Who, though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being when he appeared in human form. He humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on a cross. Listen, (laughs) listen, we have to be the salt in this world, we have to shine like lights. And you have to ask yourself, are you shining or hiding the light of Jesus Christ in you? Now, I think that's a serious question because it's like if you lose your why, you lose your way. If you forget why you're somewhere, like if you forget why you're planning at that job, if you forget why you're married to that person, if you forget why you're this person's friend, if you forget... And you forget why, because I want to tell you something, when you have a person that's trying to attach to you that 
may be like intimidated by you or jealous by you, you want to like detach from them. And that honestly, the crazy thing is you have to get closer to them because you have to, you're, it's not you that they're agitated with. It's the spirit of God that's surrounded over you. The covering of Jesus Christ that's over you is what's aggravating them because your light shines bright and they can't figure out why. Come on. They can't figure out why you intimidate them so bad. They, they can't figure out how your name holds more weight than their name and they've been with the company more than you. They can't understand how you get more represented and respect from people that are higher up than you why you were caught to rooms that you haven't even stepped your foot in yet why you were picked over them why you are getting things that they could never get in this life they trying to figure out your why but in the midst of that you have to remember your why remember why god placed you there remember that you are placed there to be shine to shine as a light to be salt in the earth to bring the likeliness of Christ into the world. to have the, And in that midst, you have to have the attitude of Christ that, you know what? All things work together for the good of those who love Jesus or love God. All things work together. So even me being in this job with all these intimidated people or this intimidated person, I can do it. God's with me. You have to remember that he's with us through everything. And so I think that's really important um, because the key to unity is humility. So... Being able to be humbled in these situations and say, you know what, God? And that's why I said so many times in the beginning that your name carries weight, but it's not your name alone. It's because of who your name is connected to. Because your name is connected to the kingdom, the kingdom holds greater weight than you. And because when people see you, they don't see you. They see the kingdom, baby. Like, you shining, but it ain't the kingdom. I mean, it's not... You're shining, but it's not you. It's the kingdom. And say that correctly because I, when I begin this, I just be flapping off in the mouth. <laughs> but when people see you, they see the light that God has given you, like the blessing over your life, the favor that you have. And it's so crazy because somebody asked me something like, how you got this for that price? And I was like, favor, because <laughs> it ain't fair, honey. Okay. Um, and my favor may not be your favor. You know what I'm saying? God favors us all. We're all highly favored, right? He loves us. And, um, or I ain't gonna say we all highly favored because there's people in the Bible was like, God highly favored them, but he favors us all. He loves us. He loves us all. But my favor isn't your favor. And that's sometimes where we have to forget to stop comparing ourselves and our walk with other people and get into our own lane and focus on the favor that God has for us and the walk that God has for us. Because if we're focused on our lane, we don't have time to compare to what this other person favors looks like. And maybe just maybe. That person went through more than you and it took them longer to get where you're going. You're just seeing that, oh, it feels like, oh, this is an overnight success or this just happened out of the blue. When really, it was in the works a long time ago, but it never went nowhere. But now it's coming to pass because God said, okay, now it's time. We're going to push you into purpose. So um, I just want to leave you with this one story. And I know I said that before, but obviously I had more to say. <laughs> like I said, I did not write any notes about this. It all just came to me. Tonight, when I was reading the book of Esther, and because I thought about it a week ago. So, I'm going to tell you what happened to me a week ago, and then I'm going to let you guys go, and we'll chat on the next topic. Please, you guys, let me know if you like these. Um, because I really be needing to know, like, is this hitting with you? Does it make sense? Is it speaking to you? If not, keep listening. Keep keep tuning in, because soon you'll be able to be like, oh, man. You know, I heard this a week ago, but now it's resonating with me. Or I heard this a year ago, and now it's resonating with me. So, stick in with your girl. <laughs> but, anyway, so, last week, you guys. So, I ended up, I have returned back to building at my job. 
after working from home for three years. Okay, so um, last week was my first week in building. So this was my last day of the week going into building. Mind you, I had already been there two days prior. Had no issues. It went pretty swell. It was kind of overwhelming the first day because it was a lot more people than I expected to be there. Anyway, so I'm there on the last day. I'm all amped up. I'm like, okay, you know, let's go. It's been a successful two days. So I get there and I can't scan my badge into the building, right? So instead of getting, I could have just been like, oh, this is so, oh, I knew something was going to go wrong. I knew, da 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 da. I should have left early. I should have double checked. I should have called. Like, I should have, I should have. But you know what I did? I walked in the building. I did scan my badge on the outside, but I guess because a person had already scanned in before me, it let them in. So I don't know because I ended up getting in the building, but I couldn't get past the little like scanner after you get in the building. So I was like, okay, well, why my badge not working? And so the security guy was like, oh, you know, you and like 20 other people got stuck down here. They're not, they're having issues getting in too. So this is what we had to do. So I'm like, okay. So instead of getting mad, I say, you know what, Lord, it's okay. I'm in the building. I got my laptop. If I need to, you know, get on, I can get on down here and wait for somebody to put me in. Da, da, da. So I was like, you know what? I'm not in a rush. <laughs> I'm in the building. Like, what I'm, what I'm going to do? Like, at the end of the day, if I need to Skype somebody, I got signal because I don't have to be, like, plugged up to a desk. As soon as you hit a certain Wi-Fi, like, you have signal or whatever. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm down here. I say, well, let me call somebody. And see if they can get me into the system. If not, you can show me. You know, I'm telling, talking to the little guard person. Like, you can get me into the building if you can show me how. He's like, yeah, I can show you. You know, so I said, okay, cool. So I said, well, I'm in no rush. You know, do what you need to do. I'm going to just be standing right here on my laptop, you know, starting my work, whatever. I said, I can stand up. It's fine. Put my bag up here. That's okay. Da, da, da. And so I'm really, like, <laughs> I'm really proud of myself about how I handled that because typically I would have been like, Oh, I just knew this was gonna go bad. It was going it was too good to be true. But I was like, you know what, Lord, we ain't doing all that. Like I'm here, I'm in the building. If somebody has a question, I can literally say I'm in the building. I'm down here. I'm literally on the computer. So it is what it is. So um so maybe about five minutes go by. So I said, okay, um well maybe I said, well let me see if I can put myself in. Just tell me how to get there. Da, da, da. So as I'm getting to the page or whatever I finally get to the page and I get a text message like, hey, you know, you should be all set now. So I said, okay, because I had asked him prior. I'm like, do you see me in the system? He's like, no, I don't see anything. What's your name? And I told him my name. He's like, no, not yet. And so, you guys, this is good. Because I'm just like, as I'm thinking, like, what's your name? Like, your name carries weight. Your name carries weight. Okay. So, um, I tell him, like, you know, whatever. So, then he refreshes it, like, two minutes later. And he's like, oh, what's your name? So, I told him my name again. He's like, oh, you good. I got you. I see you right here. So, he's like, okay, you know, come around. Take your picture. And he was like, um, you know, we can get you in. So, I took my picture or whatever. So, he printed it out. And then it came out so crazy. Like, it didn't, it wasn't clear. So, it wouldn't scan. So, he's like, oh, it's okay. You know, I got you. He was like, typically, you know, I just bypass it. He's like, but I'm going to print you another one. So, I said, okay, cool. And so he was like, yeah, you know, just telling me again, like, I don't know what happened to this. I'm like, okay, no, it's cool. I'm here. That's all that matters. You got me. I'm in there. You print me a picture badge. And that's that. Mind you, I got my real badge attached to me, but it wasn't working. So 
I get in there, so he's like, oh, you know, when you get on the elevator, scan your badge when you get upstairs, because a lot of people said that it works up there, it just didn't work down here. So I said, okay, I'll do that. So I get up there, I scan it, of course, it works, I got in. So I'm like, okay, I'm just going to carry my badge with me, this temporary badge with me, so that when I have to go downstairs, I can get back in upstairs to get upstairs. So I get to my seat, you guys, and... I didn't even look at the temporary badge when I got it. I was just like, you know, I'm ready to sit down, you know, because I was just standing up for a little minute or whatever. So I get to my seat or whatever, and my coworker's like, oh, you know, I couldn't put you in the system, but I was explaining the situation to someone, and they overheard me talking, and they heard your name. And once I said your name, they came up to me and said, oh, I know her. I can put her in the system. And so I'm like, at first when she first said it, I was like, what? Like, what? Who said that? Like, what are you talking about? Like, I was confused because first of all, I'm just getting in. I'm just sitting down. Still kind of like, why is my badge not working? Because I'm thinking like, okay, this is crazy. But again, I'm not thinking about it too much because I'm like, okay, I got in the building, whatever. But I was just like, I can't believe that happened because it's like the last day of the week. So, but anyway, so I was just like, what? So she says, okay, so she's like, so look at your badge. So I look at my temporary badge and I see it wasn't her name on it that put me in the system. It was somebody else, but I recognized the name. I recognized the name because she was uh, one of my coworkers on my, in my last department, right? So I'm in a new department that I started back in March. So and you guys, I know this is a little long, but stick with me because this message is ah on point. <laughs> but um, so I look at the badge and I'm like, oh, I said, oh, you know, I said her name. And I was like, oh, I know her. I know her. And so she was like, yeah, you know, I was trying to get you in, but I don't have access. And I was like, oh, dang, really? So she was like, no, I don't have access. I was trying to, you know, put you in to get a temporary badge, but I don't have access. So I said, oh, okay. So she was like, yeah, you know, I was talking about it and. She was like, I was trying to figure it out, and I said your name or whatever, and then she was like, so she came up to me and was like, oh, uh, Jasmine Graham, I know her. I can put her in the system. I can handle it or whatever. So I'm like, okay. So she ended up, you know, putting me in the system whatever and getting me access. And so then I'm sitting there, and I'm like, well, dang, you know. I was like, so now I'm going to have to carry, you know, my regular batch and this temporary batch with me just down, just to go downstairs because I don't want to be like that, that, that. So in the midst of me saying that, I get a Skype from the person that put me in the thing. She was like, hey, you know, I heard you didn't have access. I got you in. She was like, I put your thing in. And it's happening to a lot of people. She was like, but I, you know, I took care of it. So I'm like, oh, my God, you know, thank you. I did hear that you did that. I was just about to come over there. So she was like, you know, if you still have issues with your badge, let me know. So I'm like, okay. So then at this point, I'm like starting to work. So I don't forgot about the badge because I'm like, at the end of the day, I got my regular badge and I got my temporary badge. So I'm just swinging with the two badge. It is what it is. So then I get another ping and I'm, it's like, hey, you know, Jasmine, I fixed your badge. I heard about what happened. Um, You should be all set. So here I am like, oh girl, like you good to go. So I said, okay. I said, oh my God, thank you. I was about to Skype you after I got done doing what I was doing, but I'll go ahead and you know, I'm going to step away to go try it. So I ended up going downstairs and of course my badge worked. So I ended up getting rid of the temporary badge because I was like, girl, I ain't no temporary badge person. I'm a regular badge person. Okay. Anyway, so I ended up going downstairs and trying my badge. So it works. So then I got on the elevator, and as I'm going up and I'm looking at the floors, I see one, two, three, four, and so on or whatever. So all I hear is elevation, elevation, like your name carries weight, your name carries weight. And I'm like, what? Like, and I'm like, what is this? Like, what's going on? Where's my mind going? And so later on, I ended up um, 
talking to my my homegirl, sending her a message, and it hit me like, because I was telling her about something. I was just like, you know, you gotta remember that your name carries weight. Like the price just went up. Like you're worthy. Your name is worthy because of who you're attached to, and da da da. And I was like, people who ain't even people who been there before, you don't even have access to where you going, and da da. And then I start, and then God was just like talking to me about my situation. Like, listen, your name carries weight. I got you in this position because your name carries weight because you you honor me, you're obedient to me, so I'm elevating you. And when people see you, they don't just see you, they see me. And because of me being on hold of you or being covered over you, you're elevating, I'm elevating you. And because you've moved on from something in a previous season, this person still stepped out of their way to bless you. Yes, it's just so simple as activating my badge, but that means a lot because you heard my name. I mind you, and then I worked in this position for a year. We all worked virtually, so we never met in person. I never really had a real conversation with this person, but she remembered me from just being in the Skype, helping people, um, just laughing and joking, um, putting like motivational stuff in there, talking all the time on the WebEx meetings that we had, like being on the engagement team, like just letting them know like what's going on, this and that. She remembered me from just showing up. For just being a light, for just being me, like this is a person I'm not even on her team no more. But we're still in the same vicinity. Come on, Jesus, like we're still in the same area, but we're not even on the same level. Like I'm in a different department than her, but she sits close to me, and because she overheard my name being spoke in a conversation, she interfered and said, "You know what? Boom! I know her. I got it. Not only do I got it." But I'm going to go the extra mile and I'm going to get her badge working. So now I'm going to somebody else that know her in the previous season because the person that actually fixed my badge was my old uh, manager or team lead, basically. And so he reached out. He's the one who reached out to me and said, you know, hey, I got your badge working. Da, 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 don't worry about it. It's cool. Let me know if it works. And so um, when he got in and telling me like, oh, yeah, you know, she Skyped me and was like, oh, Jasmine, she needs her badge. And he was like, oh, immediately I got it. And I was just like, oh, my God, like you didn't have to do that. Like I was going to call my manager. And he was like, no, I got it. Like you're here. I could do it. I got it. And I was just like, it's crazy. Like because of my obedience in a previous season, in a previous position, God still chose to elevate me. God still chose to say, you know what? This might seem small to you. It might seem like a badge, but you could have got upset. You could have got frustrated. You could have went home and said, you know what? I'm going to just try it tomorrow with the with coming in the building. You could have been frustrated. You could have let this take your whole day out because maybe you wanted to get to that coffee machine and get you some coffee. Or maybe you just wanted to sit down and get relaxed and say, you know, Maybe you want to have an extra five minutes as you listen before you locked in. But instead, you chose to say, you know what, God, you got this. And I also told myself when I got to the desk, I was like, listen, I did everything I could do to get here. I'm I'm here, first of all. All my thing, I have everything I need to do what it is you told me to do. So I'm showing up. That's all I could do. I'm here. I can't help that I can't get in the building. And it was in that moment that I just remember, like, girl, you got this. Like, you showed up. All you can do is wait. For the other people to do what they're supposed to do. So it's somebody else's issue that you couldn't get in. But because you held your way through it, God said, you know what? You don't have to go through this another day. You don't have to go through this another week. We're going to fix it today. Not only are we going to fix it today, but we're going to fix it promptly. Like, and I was just like, oh, my God. Like, And I remember just about how I got my position. Like, Again, God reminded me, your name holds weight. And I remember talking about this yesterday. 
to my old manager because I was like, it's crazy. And that's why I said earlier, you know, in seasons where God may present something to you and it doesn't seem like it's going nowhere and it comes back around, you just have to know that it's the perfect timing. God will push you into purpose. God will let somebody remember that, oh, such and such needed that or such and such asked me about that or such and such. They will remember your name because of who you're connected to. Like, and I know I keep saying that, but that's the point of this. Your name holds weight because of who you are connected to. I remember um, when I applied for this position, I didn't even apply for this position. I saw an email about being interested in the position and nobody responded to it from what I could see. And I, I looked at it and I said, well, what is this? You know, I'm interested to see what the, the about the position. I wasn't even trying to get the position. I was trying to inquire about it. So I ended up talking to the lady, my current manager now, last year, this same time last year. Um... I ended up talking to her about the position, da, 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 and we were supposed to move forward, do an interview, all that stuff never happened. I never heard from her until this year in February. Um, so, and I ended up telling my old manager, like, you know, I never talked to her um, because I was honestly, um, I was, I talked to my old manager about sending her an email, saying that I wasn't, I wasn't interested in the position because I didn't know if it was going to be a good fit for me. And I felt like it was too intimidating because I didn't want to mess something up. So, I ended up not sending the email because I didn't hear anything back from her. And I just felt like, I don't know, I didn't feel compelled to send the email. So I was just like, okay, whatever. So, you know, the rest of the year went by and it rolled over. And then in February of this year, um, I talked with her about the position that I'm currently in. And she literally told me um, that one of the directors who, um, or not, she didn't tell me this, my old manager um, I had another manager in my old department because my previous one left. Um, this message is kind of long for me to be saying that it wasn't going to be long. But you know what? I let the Lord use me. But one of my managers, my last manager in my last role, she ended up telling me that our director over the department ended up reaching out to her saying, hey, was Jasmine Graham still interested in that position that she inquired about last year? And that's what prompted her because she had called me and texted me, but I was doing something trying to get my son situated. So I didn't hear my phone. I didn't see my Skype. So I ended up contacting her at a later time that day because I was like, oh, I was I stepped away from my computer and I didn't have my phone with me. I was trying to get my son situated. So um, she ended up leaving me in voicemail. So immediately I called her back because I'm thinking I did something wrong or she needed me to process something or a project or something. So she was like, oh, you know, I was calling you because he, our manager, reached out to me asking about you. And it was just like, when I think about that now, I'm just like, your name holds weight. Like, it's amazing, like, how people will remember you. Like, it, he could have asked for anybody. This man literally said, it's Jasmine Graham. Like, this position was saved for me. And I really feel like in my heart that they were trying to find somebody else for it, but it just didn't work out. And so he was like, well, where's Jasmine Graham? Like, she she showed interest in the position and we need to position Phil, so go get her. And it makes me think about, and I know I talked about this before, about David. Like, when Saul went to Jesse's house to anoint the son, he thought it was going to be somebody else. But God said, no, you don't judge the appearance. You judge, I judge the heart. And they, David wasn't there, but they sent for him. I wasn't there at that moment, but they sent for me. Like, I talked about this position a year ago, and here I am a year later in this position, excelling, doing the best I can with what I have. And God reminded me that it's because my name holds weight. 
and not in that moment it wasn't my name literally it wasn't Jasper Graham it was God's name like God named Hoey and he still reminded me that and that's why I keep saying your name Hoey but in reality it's because of who you're connected to but because you're connected to the kingdom you have the key to success and when people see you they don't know why they don't even understand why that man could have chose. I'm pretty sure there's plenty of people that show interest in that. He could have chose anybody. But for him to literally handpick me and say, Jasmine Graham was interested in this last year. Where is she? They literally came looking for me, Skyping me, calling me on my phone, leaving me voicemails, texting me, like, about it. And then it moved swiftly. I ended up talking to my, my current manager now that same day about it. The next day, um, ended up talking to her, didn't even go through the interview process, stopped playing, didn't even do no interview with the person, the director who I was supposed to originally do it with. I was supposed to do an interview with him that never happened, but he ended up reaching out for me to get this position. I didn't even do an interview with this man, never seen this man a day in my life, but I ended up getting a position. And then I then thought it was going to be delayed because we were talking about, you know, the transfer and all of that. And then a week went by and I didn't hear nothing back from my manager. So I assumed like, oh, I didn't get it. And they probably found somebody else. And then that next week, she ended up coming back saying, you know, oh, listen, this is what happened. I didn't forget about you. I was fighting on your behalf because I wanted this, this and this to happen. But this can't happen right now because and I said, you know what? It's fine. I still want the position. And she was kind of shocked when I told her that I still wanted the position. Like, oh, you know, you sure? And I was like, yes, I want this position. Yes, yes, I do. Like, I want it. And here I am today, you know, in this position. And there was a lot of opposition that came with it. But God reminded me, like, listen, it wasn't you that put you here. It was never you. It was me. It was me that gave you the idea to respond to that email a year ago. It was me who was with you on that phone call when you were talking to her about it a year ago. It was me who put it on his mind to speak about you in that moment. It was me who gave you your character it was me who shines through you so that you can shine a light and just be yourself authentically and carry light so that other people are remembered by you they remember your name even though they don't know you personally so they are naturally going to want to do things for you because of who you're attached to oh my goodness like just hearing that it's it's amazing you know i'm just thankful because it's just like oh my god like when i thought about that bad situation i'm like oh my god like Two people from my past season are still current and still doing things for me because of how I showed up in the previous season in a door that's closed. I'm not even in that department no more. Like, but because of the weight I carried in there, they thought about me enough to say, you know what? I got her. Like, I know her. I'm going to interfere for her. And even my old manager, the first day I got back, he had, like, this whole gift bag set up with all this little, nice little goodies. And I was just like, my heart melted because I'm like, I'm not even on your team. Like, what are you doing? Like, I'm not on your team. And I carry that coat with me every day because I cherish it because I'm like, it reminds, and it has my name on it, you guys. Stop playing. It has my name on it. Literally has my name on it. And it reminds me that my name holds weight. And at first when he gave it to me, I'm like, do he know that it's me? Like, do he know? But when I got to my seat and I pulled stuff, I'm like, oh, my God, it's got my name on it. It's got, like, all my snacks I like. It's got a notebook in here, a post-it, a pen, some fruits. And, like, it had, listen, he hooked that bag up, okay? Um, But I was just like, oh, my God. And it, every day I'm reminded that my name holds weight, but not because of who Jasmine is. But because of who Jasmine is attached to. So don't ever stray away from God. 
Don't ever stray away from the kingdom because as long as you're attached to him, it may seem bad right now. It may seem rough right now, but I'm telling you, keep going. Remember, your name carries weight. Why? Because of who you are attached to. I hope this blessed you. I know it was kind of long-winded. It was really long-winded. And it wasn't even supposed to be this long. It was supposed to be a little quick minute. Boom, boom, boom. But God said, no, I need you to get it all out. All this stuff was not playing. I don't have no notes. I promise you. I'm gonna, I, you don't hear me flipping on that. You see, I had to go looking through the Bible verses because it just came to me. And I had notes from previous messages and stuff like that. But I didn't have anything for this message. So, I pray that it blesses you. I pray that it finds you and that it resonates with you. And I love you guys. I'll see you on the next one. Remember to be grateful because it makes you gorgeous. Bye. Thank you for listening. I hope you stay tuned for more episodes. Remember, being grateful makes you gorgeous.